Welcome to another X Factor Open podcast. I'm hanging out with Matt. Um, Matt is overseeing all of the Equibrand and the Martin Saddlery. And you know what really got me interested in this was I'm, we're doing a lot of filming always, as everyone knows, and uh, we take a lot of questions when we go film with these guys. And I, we were filming with Joseph Harrison the other day, and Joseph had rode about five or six horses. And uh, we get the question about what bits do you ride? And uh, Joseph's like, hey guys, you know, I've rode six horses. I'm gonna ride six different bits. And tomorrow I'm gonna ride a different bit on each of these horses. I have rode one saddle today. And he just goes into the spill and talking about riding, how it is so important for these saddles to fit and how having your horse feel well and just talking about the importance of it. And it really jumped out to me like, hey, we hadn't covered this. And I just thought, man, it's, and the more I researched it with guys that are using these custom lines of Martins, it, I was like, we, we, gotta, we gotta start getting some information here. So Matt, I really appreciate you hanging out with me today. Yes, sir. Uh, glad to do it. So Matt, uh, to jump into it, Martin has basically changed things up within the last six, eight months, I would say, kind of to a, a completely custom line, correct? Yes, it's something that uh, actually has been in the works for about two years and uh, just introduced it right before the NFR uh, 2018 and uh, launched it to our, our dealers and the public really in January of this year. So, right. But it's been, a, it's been about two years in the works of modifying some stuff and getting it to where we were happy with to, uh, to introduce it. Well, that's what's so cool, too, is you guys got a, such a great team with Equibrand anyways that you can get feedback from the guys. And so for the last couple of years to be able to test things out and really right. refine what uh, each discipline really wants, because it's not just a team roping heading saddle or a healing saddle. You've got guys that are showing horses. you got, I mean, every dis discipline covered from barrel racing to, to team roping. Yes, sir. We try to. And like I said, it's a great team of endorsers and influentials that really help us, you know, take our product to the next level. Right, right. So with that, uh, let's, when you say customize and build it, let's talk about some options. I know there's a lot of different features that you guys have, but uh, like for me, for, let's just use me as an example. I'm a, I'm a header and what would you kind of start going with if we're looking at a custom saddle for me? And kind of where this concept originated from was letting you, the roper, design your saddle from the tree up. Uh, you know, you've always been able to make it as pretty or as punchy as you wanted to, pick the tooling, conchos, all that fun stuff. Uh, but we've taken it uh, another layer back and letting you actually pick your tree. And from that, you get to the, you know, pick the saddle horn you prefer, whether you head, heel, maybe both. Uh, pick your swell. We've got four different types of swells. We've got five different swell heights, um, three different ground seats, and then four different kennels. So that's kind of the first step is, you know, picking what you like, what's your style, um, you know, to help you maximize your performance. Right. Uh, you want something that's comfortable or you want something to, you know, get you up quicker. And that's where we kind of the first questions we start with. So you guys uh, build the trees in-house, correct? Correct. Right there in the same factory where the uh, saddles are actually tooled and put together, made. And what does that kind of mean when, as far as when you build a tree, what, how does that help? for the customization of the saddle? Well, this you know, gives us a lot more uh, abilities to kind of, not, so, not only R&D, but to do, try what we want to do as far as, instead of buying our trees from somebody else that come, you know, this is, a, this is the horn that comes in it and the swell and the ground seat that we're able to really customize it. 
just like we would with ropes or anything else we're able to we control that process so right well and that's what's so cool too is like i i mean i i called charlie crawford and kind of talked to him a little bit about some head and saddles and he he talks about some things he's like hey i, I like a little bit bigger horn this is why this is how it helps me and then i talked to luke about it he's like hey i actually like a smaller horn and this is why and he's like i, I feel like i can get it around the horn easier especially when i'm rodeoing and and so it's it's really neat because it's to each guy i mean there's two top headers and they have completely different preferences on something and then they might have something with like their swells where they like it about the same and and that's that's what i think so unique and kind of it's kind of got me excited about it is to say we got a, a saddle that's going to be designed to help fit our horse but as well as you as a roper yeah yeah that's the beauty of the whole concept really of uh just letting you fine-tune it to those details that really you haven't been able to you know it's just i mean, i need a rope and saddle and maybe you've changed your style or how you're performing because of this saddle where this way uh, whether it be from those guys of seeing how they you know i kind of mimic charlie's style or a joseph style and kind of see what they like but um, that's one thing we've learned is that everybody's different and uh, that's what kind of where this concept evolved from really is that nobody was really the same right so and we were doing it for our endorsers and influentials anyway and thought man we could bring it to let the, public. the people like you or the general public let them uh, go to think about it and kind of design it how they want from the tree up so awesome we'll, we'll get into that uh, I'd like to on how to order and how to start designing out your saddle but uh, a few features that I'm curious on is you know we talk about like the front end of the saddle and, and what does a, a typical header or some of your kind of your endorses what do they like their front end of their saddle to be like they're they're all a little bit different but for the most part uh, uh, some of our headers versus our healers they're wanting less front end in front of them meaning a lower swell not as beefy or wide as well uh, because they're wanting to get out in front versus a healer that's wanting to have you know wants that horn to be there be able to get their legs up against that swell more correct so so like a, a header for example when i talk to charlie he's like hey uh, this is why i like you know I, I like the swell just a little bit lower is i can keep my feet underneath me really well and he's like when i head I, I you know he he doesn't like his feet to get real far back which a lot of headers you know you're trying to push and ride and almost be over your horse where a healer it seems like you're squeezing your horse underneath you just a little bit more and kind of helping them with their stop and so you can kind of sit down more where like you know higher front end that would kind of help you get to the help your horse get to the stop in the back like if you if you watch a lot of x-factor videos with joseph or watch joseph heel he's got a real low back to his saddle and that's right. one of the things that he talks about is like it, it just kind of helps him so he can with his cues and he can kind of stay in the back part portion of his saddle where a header would probably be to the front more right you're right exactly that, you know will said and that's what you described right there is kind of or is what we see in the difference in guys that are riding our saddles heading versus healing and that's why again while we offer the not only different horns and the different swells but a different ground seat um you know a, a flat ground seat or a standard one or versus a raised and then same with the kennels where you got somebody like joseph that may want a two or a two and a half where somebody heading is gonna may not want anything less than a three and a half right um and it's all about you know how they want to perform Right. And so when you say uh, raised, let's uh, define those just a little bit for me. What the raised is going to do is provide you a little bit more of a pocket. It's right. going to be right there. It's going to have more of a, a rise there as it gets into the, closer to the swell. 
um, and you're gonna have a more of a pocket like right here on this saddle versus uh, that saddle over there has our standard. So it's not gonna come up as much here. So you're gonna be able to get to the front easier. Right. So like the flatter it is, the easier it is to get to the right. front. And the more the raise, you kind of will be sitting with your, almost your legs would might feel a little bit in front of you or you kind of feel on your, on your pockets. Yeah, on your pockets more, exactly. Okay, okay. And it does provide it. And then like I said, if you adjust that swell height a little bit or a bigger swell with the swell height, you're just gonna feel, you know, that horn's gonna be there healing versus uh, somebody like a Luke or Charlie doesn't want as much in front of them. They're gonna get out in front over it, so. Right. I think that's really, it's really cool to see. And um, what about like the width on the front end? Did you talk about that a little bit is, uh, um, as far as the, the swell width? Yeah, we offer, uh, there's actually four different swell widths, uh, what we call our standard buster. And then we've got our wide buster, which is about a, only a half inch, but when you see it or ride in it, you know, it's a quarter inch each side. It just gives you a, a closer leg contact. You don't versus the regular buster you're going to have a little bit more of a cutout and be able to get your legs up underneath the ball of the swell uh to the what we call our refined tm that somebody like a joseph use it's real refined has more of a leg cut and then to our modified association which somebody like jackie crawford uses that's for sure a lot lower and uh, less of a swell uh, leg cut right and uh so that's one thing uh when I talked to Travis Graves about it, he said the one thing that jumped out to him with the saddles was how much leg contact he could get and how much feel he had with his horses compared to a lot of other saddles that he'd rode. And that's that was one of the big things. So uh, what, would, what would TG ride? He's going to go with our that wide buster, which is the beefier swell just talked about. And he also, in the skirt, we do a leg cut that um, allows you to feel have closer leg contact and then also uh, something that not everybody knows about it it's called uh, a stirrup positioning rig slot it's a patent pending system that we put in our saddles that actually uh, kind of locks the fender stirrup leather forward and keeps those keeps your legs from getting behind you right um, it's underneath the saddle you can see it and I'll show it to you here in a second but all the guys like that just because it helps them you know keep their legs in front of them um other than charlie he doesn't like it for what you said earlier yeah like his... charlie likes to get a little bit more front mm -hmm. and drive and, mm -hmm. and and that's what's kind of fun is you know i talked to him about it and he's like so it was like where his feet and he likes to be are he he likes them a little bit uh, like right underneath him or straight, behind yep. him straight just a little bit yeah yep. and uh and that's you know that it's kind of everyone's swing and how they ride is different and i would consider charlie a great rider especially across the line where a guy like Luke or someone like that is similar, but might, you know, head from just a different yep. body, body posture. Yep. And like I said, it just continually kind of proves out uh, why we're doing what we're doing with this concept because everybody's, everybody's different. Their styles are different. They're different, uh, made differently, taller, shorter, long legs, short legs. So uh, again, that's why, that's kind of the beauty of this whole concept of being able to you know build what you want and that's our that's where our goal is with all those guys as they come to us we've got it's a lot of options but when you uh go to talking about it and getting them in a couple of different saddles it doesn't take very long to narrow it down to to what they prefer yeah absolutely and, um and that's what you kind of got like uh, you kind of hear the headers have their preferences healers have a few of their preferences and then there's always kind of something that might be a little bit different like 
that's really I would call it I don't know unorthodox for like what I used like I would see in a saddle like Luke for example wanting a smaller horn Charlie likes a little bigger horn and then Joseph what he said is he loves his horn uh do you know on Joseph's saddle yeah. like I'll, I'll let you describe it because he, yeah. he went into a big spell the, with me that about horn it. he has is uh we call her T1 TR100 but it's our post horn and it's actually our our standard uh dally horn but we've taken the cap and it's a flat top flattened the cap out and centered it more on that post so you have a little bit more lip on the back of the post on the back of the horn there helps prevent dallies from popping popping off and that flatter horn cap all the healers for the most part seem to be kind of leaning that way for sure yeah so joseph loves it like when he he tells me he's like man my rubber it will stay the same it doesn't like uh he said with the half kind of or not like the full circle on the cap uh, he said the rubber will kind of pull just a little bit differently yeah. and sometimes like the rope will have a tendency to run up and he said with this he said my rope kind of stays the same as well as the rubber seems to stay the same as he kind of gets his dallies and and he just man he's really high on it also he has his his front end raised quite a bit too so it's just like you know when he's yep. he's got it, he's got that horn right in front of him and I would say that Joseph's got probably one of the best finishes in yeah. in, in the industry for yeah. sure no, that's uh, everything he says is exactly right. But it's interesting too. There's other guys that he'll, I mean, NFR guys, but uh, they don't have that horn. Not that they don't like it, but they're used to it a certain way. Further from a previous saddle they used to ride or whatever. And and like I said, it's uh, so different. Uh, you know, depending on the ground seat, because say the ground seat that Joseph has is different than what Travis has. So that that all changes the. Uh, you know the swell position that horn and getting those dallies so that's something to think about when you're in ordinate saddle and that's what we'll help you with too of if you're doing a raised ground seat what we're doing with that front end to kind of keep it proportionate so we're not getting that swell too low and and vice versa right um going with a, a standard ground seat's going to feel like that swells a little bit higher right so that's yeah i mean that's something really interesting to think about is you know if you're building yourself a custom saddle and you decide to go a bunch of drastic train changes it's going to either take some getting used to or it might be something you know you want to really do your research and talk to to people that are using them and find and probably ride the saddles or and and talk to you and make sure that when you're building them you're you know you you know what you're getting into because right. I, I think there's a lot of people have preferences and there's a lot of different styles in the way that we wrote but i think that that's what's it's it's so cool that we're you know you're playing it into your style yeah you're right everybody's got their preferences i kind of use the analogy it's like if you're used to if you drove a chevy your whole life and then all of a sudden you get in the ford it's gonna drive different and feel different but you know how you, you'll get accustomed to it um and that's what i've been surprised of asking some questions a lot of people aren't able to describe to you what they want or what they need but uh, you know, our goal is to, if we can get them in one, a test ride, and just let them know that this isn't just the Martin Team Roper. We've got these other options and kind of get people thinking and they go, well, I'd like this a little bit lower. Do y'all do it this way? And, and so far, like I said, we've, we've got a lot of options. We're able to uh, build what you want. And if not, we, we're not opposed. If we need to add a horn or add something down the road, we will. But so far, with the options that we're offering, we've been able to... Uh, accommodate the uh, the masses so from the top professionals to the amateurs so and right. beginners so yeah absolutely and and i think just you know for 
for the ropers, a couple ways to pay attention to it. Like for me heading, uh, the couple things that are important to me is the initial release of my horse. I, I feel like in my saddles, if I'm riding a saddle that is, I, I kind of like a little bit higher back end to it. I've, and how I feel like I like to be able to engage my legs and squeeze and kind of kick. And if I'm getting rocked back or I feel like I'm getting pushed back, you know, I usually I, I feel like I'm too flat with my saddle or I don't have enough back end to it. And so there's little deals like that, though, like if you're heading where you're riding out of the box at and where, you know, when you're delivering your rope, where do your feet and your upper body end and where do you want them to be and and how your saddle can, you know, can fit that. Yep, yep. And, and I think it's the same way with healing. You know, if you've got a saddle that's wanting to push you forward and you're riding a heel horse, well, they're going to read that and be cheaty or want to, you know, it, it could it play against you. So you want a saddle where you could like, you got a lot of engagement with your feet and you can kind of sit well on your pockets and squeeze and, and kind of keep a good upper body position. And so that's, that's why I think it's so important to understand like, Hey, this is where I'm riding my horse. This is where I'm at. And, and like, Hey, how, how can I maybe fix that or improve that? And if you've got, you know, your tools, your, your saddle yeah. to, to help you with that, that's just yeah, it's more money one place to start to, to try to fix something like that. If you're fighting a certain issue of constantly out of position of, you know, what kennel does this saddle have in it? Or if I change my ground seat or, and that's what the, the professionals would have done if they felt, you know, this is a tool they need to do their job to win. And uh, we've been able to accommodate them. And again, kind of, it's where this concept evolved is that everybody's different. Um, so we've had you know, at one time we've had four or five different team ropers out there on the market, you know, one kind of for headers and healers and a light roper, stuff like that over the years. But uh, we've just narrowed it down. We have a Martin roper and you can design it from the tree up. It's a lot of the same components. If you want to build Luke Brown saddle, we can do it. If you wanted to build the saddle that Joseph Harrison has, we can duplicate it. Right. Or, or something in between. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's and I think that's what's so fun is especially with social media. You, I'm sure you can reach out to a lot of those guys and and say, hey, you know, what what do you like about this saddle? And and be able to kind of pull little yeah. things in that from guys that maybe you you know you're trying to emulate their styles or right. whatever it is, or you have horses like that. And so I, th I think that just just one more way to build on your roping. Yeah, that's our you know our main deal is we want it to of course we want it to fit their horse well, which we accomplished that, but really we want something you get in you can maximize your performance that you're going to be able to win out be confident in be able to confidently get a dally every time we need to adjust the horn of the wheel to you know put you in the right position every time that's what we really want right. so. absolutely so we talked about kind of the the swells in the front end um <clears throat> what about the kind of the back part of the saddle and and just explain to me some options and maybe what you would typically see out of uh some of your guys yeah um you know the kind of there's four different, well, five now, thanks to Joseph, but there's, you know, four cannel options. Three and a half is kind of the industry standard, has been forever. Just a three and a half inch cannel, which is the height of the back. Right. Um, for most roping saddles, uh, most ca calf roping saddles like that, they're going to be a three inch, maybe some bulldogger, you know, steer wrestling saddles, and down to like a tripper's probably a two or two and a half little right. to no kennel all the way up to a four inch was kind of a, a rancher or kind of a higher back kennel which some people like because it's just going to give them that much more security um and then most recently joseph has uh, even gone down to a two inch kennel right just because that's what he's likes and prefers and 
and I've been surprised a lot of the healers have gone to that two and a half and three inch kennel. Yeah, yeah, and I and I talked to Joseph about it, and that's what's so unique is he's like, I, I always just thought, man, I I liked a bigger back to the saddle, and I was just for how all my momentum was going, and 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 I don't ride like Joseph and some of those guys, so it's a little bit harder for me, but. He just talks about like where he sits on it and and, and the ability to ha how he can just feel his horse through the stops and engage him and so I, I think it's just it's kind of unique to see that with the healers and yeah. and then with your headers as well what you'll kind of see out of that uh, what like your uh, Luke Brown what does he ride on his head and saddles uh, three and a half right yeah three and a half and like I said it, there's a lot of people still I mean from average guy you know uh, George he's got a three and a half and a four. Yeah, like some bows. So, it, just because you heal doesn't mean that you have to go to a lower kennel. Uh, Joseph and some of the guys are a little bit unique in that that way. But uh, but I haven't had a header come to me wanting a low kennel yet. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's something to think about too, especially for a lot of the ropers. If your your heel horse leaves hard, and you know you if you find yourself getting rocked back in the back of the box, that's where you might want a little bit more cannel mm -hmm. and that's what's going to kind of help you as well as you know with with the swells so you can engage your legs and kind of squeeze and and do that too so yeah. you can kind of play into it and it's just it's a lot for you so uh, yeah. if like joseph saddle i would say you you know you'd want to be a pretty advanced rider right. or, and have yeah. some pretty good feel for your horse right. um and, you know his his stuff's usually got a lot of buttons so um <clears throat> what about tree size like uh what do you try to fit a tree size uh so for example like luke he would he ride like a 14 and a half 14 and a half yeah yeah and uh how did is that a preference or do you it, recommend it, the seat size or how do you go about we can that? we can recommend but again it, i i've always said you know that always is on on your style and what you're looking for or trying to accomplish um you know there's not a really set standard you set them in the saddle, adjust the stirrups, and you know, two to three fingers widths right there at the swell, and about a fist width right here between your front end and the swell. But some people want to be, you know, crammed in there. They don't want any, they don't want an inch to move. They don't want their body to get out of position. And then other people, whether it be an amateur or a beginner, they're gonna want a little bit more freedom, be able to move around a little bit. So it's all, really personal preference it's right. hard when somebody walks up and go what size do i need and you just got to ask the question are you head and healing both and uh kind of understand try to understand their style i guess right and so a good reference just uh just to once again hit it is when you measure it from your th kind of upper thigh to uh to the swell you like uh how much yeah two to three fingers two to three but fingers that's uh you got to be careful with that because if you ride a long stirrup versus a short stirrup that's going to change that right uh measurement just because if you're you know your stirrups are too short you're like oh this is too small for me but you let your stirrup out two or three holes that's going to change that distance there okay. and same with your position up here right um and as you know some people ride a short stirrup some people ride a long stirrup so it's a it's not a perfect science and it's really t comes down to what you're the most comfortable in not so much comfort wise but that you feel like you're going to be able to compete in right so that's day like, in day out right i think that's a good idea to kind of see where you're at in your other saddles and what you like and maybe and that's why i think getting in a lot of saddles and trying to understand that's important as mm -hmm. well and that can make a big difference of 
we're, you know, you've talked a lot about, uh, you know, leg position and, you know, getting horses to move certain ways. And if you're riding too big a saddle or too small of a saddle, that can affect all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I want to talk, the next thing is fitting horses. And we've got our, our beautiful black horse here for everyone that's just listening to the podcast. Uh, we're doing some video on it, but uh, there's a few uh, few signs that maybe your saddle's not fitting correctly and some ways that you do want your saddle to fit. And I just kind of thought it'd be cool to go through it and, and what you guys look for and, and kind of some term you know some terms yeah. that you'd call it. Yeah, and, and I'm no expert by any means, but I'll kind of give you a couple of things I look for or we look for and uh, the most common issue really is right here in the wither area in uh, where this swell hits and uh, what I prefer is put the saddle on there without a saddle pad and kind of run your hand in here behind this concho and feel how tight it is and if you can't get your hand right there uh, more than likely if you're that's where your issues are if you're getting some swirls or some white hairs or dry spots is because all that pressure right here at the swell is where that saddle's too tight. Right. Um, and that's nine times, I mean, that's where all, first place I always check and nine times out of 10, that's where the issue is. It's too tight in the front end. And it doesn't necessarily mean you need to go wider gullet wise. It's just, you gotta look at what pad you're using. A lot of people try to fix that by adding another pad. And that's really just compounding the issues. Like your boots don't fit and you put another pair of socks on. Right. So that's the first place I always check. And the second place is, Right in the middle of the saddle between the swell and the cantle, uh, running your hand up underneath here and just seeing, you know, what you're feeling there. Ideally, you want, you know, as you run your hand up here, how about halfway up, solid surface area contact. If you, you know, you put your hand up there and you can feel that bar, but you can move your fingers, you know, it's what we call skating on the edge of the bar. Just the only thing hitting your horse's back is the edge of that bar. Right. So you want to try to, Ultimately, you want solid surface air contact from front to back, just a smooth, even pressure. Right. And if you, you put it on there and you don't feel any contacts, what we call bridging, and the only place that saddle's hitting is in the front and the back and nothing hitting in the middle. So. Right. And so for team ropers, you know, uh, a couple of ways to tell would be if you've rode your horse a little bit, um, you know, would your sweat marks kind of give you an idea of where you're at? Yeah, it's or? always a telltale sign. I mean, you, you want to get as an even a sweat pattern front to back as possible. Right. Um, and you, even if you have it, it depends on the size of the dry spot. You know, the bigger dry spots aren't as a big a concern as the smaller ones. Cause that's where it's really just, you know, drive it in there. So a small dry spot means there's a lot of pressure right. on that one area. Right. And if it's a really, really big dry spot, because it might be something like, hey, you, maybe you could adjust a pad or you right. might have a horse that just is kind of an awkward, Odd, yeah. yeah, just an awkward back. Yeah. Um, where that might be something. Yeah, not as concerning as the, you know, but if you can get a, a consistent sweat pattern front to back, you're in pretty good shape. And, and if your saddle fits well, you can always get, you know, uh, buy with lesser lesser pad, meaning thickness. Right. And that's probably the most common thing I see is people over padding, trying to compensate for the anneal fitting saddle issue. But. We should really put an emphasis on that, guys. I, I do. I think that that's really important to understand. Is you know you, if you're 
you're just basically putting a band-aid on the problem if you've got to go a bunch of pad or something like that. Uh, I think it's really important to understand is making sure your saddle fits your horse as well as you possibly can because, like you said, you, if the saddle fits correctly, you can go a thinner pad. Correct. And you're just basically something that the pad is what's kind of taking the impact out and which, you know, Equibrand has a ton of uh, just great pads anyways. Mm -hmm. And so understanding that I think is really important. And, and there's times where you have a horse that might have some really high withers and that's when you kind of need to supplement that with some thicker pads and yeah, things there's like that, some, right? You know, there's some things that we've got that can help that from, you know, with some buildup pads and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, kind of some shims built some, into yeah. them. So we've got some for those unique cases. Right. But yeah, that's a, it's, it really is important, the, the saddle fit, especially as, as you know, the price of horses a day and as fast as, as things have gotten, you know, going so fast and horses taking jerks, whether it's on the head side or the healing side that uh, need to take care of them, so. Right. Well, and this is, <clears throat> I won't use names of any of the, the companies or the guy, but I know that when I've just doing my own research with it, I've had a few guys that have rode some very expensive good saddles and loved them uh, that were not and they said hey where the martins just seem to fit everything better and and i think a lot of it has to do with you know building the tree in-house and everything just seems to flow well as you put the saddle together you know everything complements each other and and that's that's not for me that's from a couple of guys that are roping for a living that that i mean they don't even have to ride the martins right. they're using them because that's their preference and so that's that's what's so cool is you see guys that that are putting their money up that are using them like that that's good to hear because that's kind of our you know everything we've talked about today i mean really at the end of the day you want to hopefully have something that fits your horse better and something that's built for you up top that helps you do your job better and if we accomplish both those things it's a win-win for everyone and that's why i mean that's why i go back to it when I, I i could not put as big a, a emphasis on it as what joseph said is you know it's he's a guy that's showing horses and the horses are being essentially judged and he's being judged and then on top of it he's competing at the rodeos and he just talked about the importance of how his horses have got to feel and the fact that he's riding I mean, I don't know if he rides 20 horses a day, but it's... it's More than most. Yeah, more than... He rides more than uh, basically everyone. And, and for him to, to kind of say that and go, go that direction, I think it's really important as well as guys like Luke. You know, I don't know that many headers had more uh, at a high level. I mean, he runs the most practice steers, I think, mm -hmm. or close to the most. And that's what he rides and yeah. that's what he's used. And he's had some good ones. Yes. Yes, and he's he's kept them good, and he's done that, and I think that to to be able to do that and, and understand that is that's really important. Yep. Like I said, it's just a new concept. We'll, we're our goal is to build what you want. That's right. what I hope the message is out there from our guys uh, that you've mentioned that you know they'll, they'll build whatever you want, and uh, I believe we can now. Like I said, it's been a lot of work, a lot of people involved to get to where we're at today, but real happy with the product we have to offer now and. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah, no, the, the Martin saddles are top of the line, and, and that's what's really unique is you guys have been, I mean, the Martin name has been building saddles for a long time from the prize lines, uh, the USTRCs to kind of what you guys went there to 
been testing out for the last few years, the yeah. custom saddles. And I mean, I don't know the number of variations, but it's a huge amount of just whatever little features, uh, uh, just fitting wise, not even tooling and something yeah. like that. Like just what kind of feel your saddle is going to provide you. Um, so it's just, it's just a really unique concept. I don't know that there's a, a lot of other people that can even offer something like that for you. So it's cool to, to see where you guys have evolved and really changed within the last six, eight months. And, yeah. you know, I, I know it's been a long time, long time coming to get it yeah. to this point. Yeah. So then we're always, you know, we're, and we're continually changing, uh, from whether it's some endorsers or customers, if, they've got a suggestion we're all ears and we even uh, tweak this roper a few times since we even introduced it just little things that uh, feel like it's going to make it better and so yeah real happy with the uh, real proud of where we've got to we you know from change the leather to stitching there's just a lot of different things from a martin roper today versus three four five years ago for sure so right well I gotta say though, I, I have a couple custom saddles, but my Martins that I won in the early 2000s, those are, I still use them today. <laughs> like they're, they're my favorite saddles. So I, like I just use them all the time still. So it's, it's kind of cool to see that. So another thing that I, I wanted to talk about is the actual tree. And you know, you see a lot of people that want to fit the tree to the horse and, and kind of do some customization there, but you, you've got such a unique field of endorsees that that rope I, I was kind of curious what you what they rode and if they if they kind of modified it at all uh, a little bit and again with uh, having the capabilities of making our own trees we can build whatever but uh, and kind of the industry standard out there for rope and saddles is six and a half um, which is what ours are and we have the abilities to go wider and uh, you know a couple of the guys have done some six and halves or mainly six and halves and we've done some six and three quarters um, a few unique situations uh luke for instance he goes a little bit wider with the seven but uh for the most part everybody else is standard or they might mess you know have a six and three quarters which a few of the guys i've talked to if they're if you have a bunch of horses a bunch of different backed horses they say it's nice to have a couple different options but again we're talking quarter of an inch there but right. it does make a difference right but uh yeah we very rarely nowadays go anything wider than a seven and haven't seen the need to, even with all the horses that Joseph rides and everybody has out there. So pretty so, confident at six and a half. And then just with our bar pattern and the in the flare and the tips of the bars, the front and back uh, kind of gives us a little more leeway as far as fitting just a little bit wider than a standard six and a half, in my opinion. I got you. And that so that six and a half that that's one of the things that. So if you're, you know, you're looking at it and you've got a horse that's, um, when, when, so six and a half is good for most horses and most of your endorsees are using that a very high percentage that, and you're saying uh, very rarely in a scenario, they'll go a little bit wider of a, uh, on the tree, but what, what type of horse would they like typically see that, that they need a wider, wider it, tree for? It's going to be a horse that, uh, as you say, mutton withered, a really round-backed horse that doesn't have any withers there that you're going to have an issue. Like when I was talking about that, the edge of the skating on the edge of the bars issue, right. just because it's not wide enough. So you're going to want to try to flatten that out to get some more surface area contact in those bars. So a real round-backed horse, I guess, would might be a candidate for something wider. Okay. 
So that's just good to know if you've got that one horse and you love them and you know they're your, your saddle's always rolling or it doesn't seem like it's fitting very well that you might want to do some research and and that would be a good fit is a yeah. little bit wider tree right. but six and a half is fitting and, and a lot of guys are that's what they like and that's what they're using mm -hmm. so cool well i think that's kind of everything i had for you today i really appreciate it you bet enjoyed it awesome well, thank you very much All right. thanks